Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Welcome to 2021. Can you believe it? We made it through 2020. You should pat yourselves on the back that you made it. And it is a new year. So what are you going to do with this new year? Are you going to do the same old, same old? Or are you going to try to make things better? Well, I'm going to encourage you to make things better, whether that's personally in your life or if it's just in different relationships. Maybe it's the relationship between you and your family members. Maybe it's your relationship between you and your partner. Of course, I want to talk about the relationship between you and your dog. So this episode, today's episode is going to be on Christmas puppies. We do know that a lot of people end up getting puppies for Christmas. And even though it's not a recommendation that we often give, uh, we do know that it happens. So I want to give you enough information to at least get you started on the right track and Understand that the path that you start now will help you with the future that you want to have with your dog. And of course, I want you to have this amazing relationship with your dog. I want you to be able to have your dog off leash. I want you to be able to enjoy your dog so very much. And it's possible if you start right now. Now, it's possible even if you have an older dog. So if you have an older dog and you're listening to this, it's still possible. But when you have a puppy, you have a clean slate. You can start out immediately doing the things that you need to do to help this dog be as successful as possible. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Talking about your puppies. Now, I'm only going to touch on a few things. I'm going to touch on them fairly small portions of it because if I talked about everything with puppy, this would be a normal hour and a half 
podcast. Y'all hear my dogs bark a little bit because I've decided to leave the door open tonight. Um, And so you're hearing a little bit of barking, but that's okay because that's what dogs do. We want to make sure that we never stop that normal behavior, but we do want to control it and interrupt it if we need to. But back to the puppies. Normal, if we do a training session in the home, our normal sessions are 90 minutes. So we can't really do a 90-minute podcast. So I am going to make this uh, quite a bit shorter, but still giving you enough information to get you started. And we do encourage that you reach out now to set up training sessions, whether that is a group class, whether that's private lessons. Do not wait. Your dog is learning things right now. You don't want to wait until you start to have a lot of problems before you start training. I, I remember when I first started training, it was always, well, wait till the dog is six months before you start teaching. We lose a lot of ground if we wait that amount of time. I mean, that's four months from the time you get your puppy to the time you start teaching real life manners. You're definitely going to be behind. So I want to make sure that we are starting on the right foot, that we are teaching the dog exactly what it is that we want, and we start now because let me tell you this puppy has been learning the second it's it came out of the womb it's been learning it's been learning how to feed it's been learning how to interact it's been learning how to be gentle during the feeding process so there are a lot of things that this puppy is learning it's learning where to potty uh, what the appropriate place is to potty it is learning constantly so it's important that we make sure we get you on the right track to ensure that you're teaching this puppy everything that you need to teach it now I'm going to start with housebreaking because housebreaking is the fastest way to make a puppy not cute anymore. And in the beginning, we do expect some accidents to happen. That's just part of it. However, there are so many things that you can do to limit the amount of accidents you do have and get your dog potty trained as quickly as possible. There are three steps to housebreaking. Basically, there is teaching the dog where to go, which is grass. The second step is teaching your dog how to hold it. That's going to be some confinement that we need to use. And then three is teaching the dog how to tell you. And I like using a bell on the door for that. So we want to make sure that every time the dog needs to potty, we go out to the grass area. Now, when you go to the grass area, be sure that you limit your dog's options. If you give your puppy too many options, they're going to fail. Pick an area where your dog can go potty, and I want you to stand, ask your dog to go potty, and then I don't want you saying anything else for the next 20 to 30 seconds. If your dog wants to move around a little, that is fine. You may follow it, but I don't want you walking the dog long distances. So try to find an area that's maybe five foot in diameter to allow your dog to potty there. And then once the dog potties there, I want you to reward with a treat. Don't wait until you come inside. If you wait until you come inside, then you're rewarding the dog for coming in and you're not rewarding the dog for pottying outside. But the biggest is make sure that you are not repeating, go potty, go potty, go potty, go potty, and that you're not walking the dog too much. Puppies can get very distracted. The more you talk to them, the more distracted they're getting. So every time you say go potty, it restarts their brain. If you let them walk too much, then you're basically allowing the dog to get distracted by so many other smells. So make sure you limit the area, give the command. I'll wait 20 to 30 seconds, and then I'll give it again if I need to. But I'm always rewarding after the fact, okay? 
that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they don't reward out there. They talk too much and then they allow the dog to walk around too much. Now, another thing that I recommend that you do with a puppy is that you keep a chart of when your dog goes to potty. Every dog's potty is really on a different schedule. So in order to figure out what your dog's schedule is, I want you to start writing things down. When they pee, when they poop. This will help you to know if your dog needs to go potty and they don't outside, we don't want to give them free run of the house. So if you know your dog at five o'clock usually pees and poops and your dog at five o'clock does not pee and poop, then we don't allow the dog free run of the house until we get the pee and poop. So this may mean you need to come in, put the dog in a crate for a couple of minutes and then go back and try again. Making sure that we get our potty, our pee and our poop before we give the dog free reign of the house. And when I mean free reign of the house is free reign with you always keeping your eye on the dog, not just allowing the dog to explore the house on its own. Now, with holding it, you're going to want to use a crate. Crate training is the best way to teach a dog to, uh, one, not chew on everything in the house, uh, that potty is only for outside, uh, and it really teaches the dog a lot of manners, and it teaches the dog how to calm itself and soothe itself when it is alone. Crating is crucial. Now, crating is something that even if you don't do for the rest of the dog's life, there may be a time the dog needs to be crated. So it's really important that you get your puppy introduced to a crate and comfortable in a crate. A crate is not cruel. Okay, the crate is safe, keeps the dog from chewing on things he shouldn't be, ingesting things he should not be ingesting, and it makes housebreaking so much easier. Now, if you don't want to use a crate during the day when the dog is active, you can always use a little playpen area. The playpen area should have the dog's toys, a little bit of water, maybe a bed, um, but it allows the dog to have some playtime, but have only access to the items you want them to chew on. And hopefully it prevents them from peeing in there. Now, if you're going to use a playpen and we're going to use the bell to teach the dog to tell us they need to go out, you're probably going to want to put a bell inside the playpen. Now, the way we use a bell for a door is that we ring the bell every time we take the dog out to potty. So basically, I say, do you need to go potty? I go to the door. I ring the bell myself using my foot. And then I go outside and let the dog potty. After a week of this, I go to the door, ask my dog if he needs to potty. And I sit there quietly for 20 to 30 seconds and allow the dog to problem solve. What I want the dog doing is looking at me, looking at the bell, understanding that the bell must ring in order for us to go out. I want the dog to see that I'm just being lazy and not doing my job and I want him to help me out. And this may be just barely touching the bell. It may be hitting it with their paw. It may be hitting it hard. If the dog gives any indication that they understand what that bell means, even if it's a small touch with no real sound, I want you to immediately reward and take the dog outside. And when I say reward, you verbally mark that, good boy, good girl, and go outside to go potty. Eventually, your dog will start to learn that the bell means go outside. There's a good chance your dog's going to learn that the bell just means to go outside, not necessarily potty. Don't worry, we'll work through that. As long as your dog is pottying outside, that is the best thing. Now, let's say that you 
catch your dog in the act potting in the house. You can clap your hands or something just to startle the dog. Please don't make the dog afraid. Um, and then take the dog out to finish it. Never, ever punish your dog for pottying in the house. Otherwise, what you're teaching them is that pottying in the house isn't the problem. It's pottying in front of you that's the problem, which means you're going to have a real difficulty getting the dog to potty outside in front of you. So dogs have no idea where they're supposed to potty. It is your job to teach them that the grass is the appropriate place to go and potty. This is all on you, and this is on the family. Never punish a dog for pottying in the house. Whoever's, uh, you know, turn it is to keep an eye on the dog, it's their fault. So make sure that you stay on a schedule. You really give the dog an opportunity to go out and use the bathroom, and you know their schedule by writing things down. As the dog ages, you'll start to put a little bit more time in between each potty break. So you may start out at 30 to 45 minutes, then it goes to 50 to 55 minutes, and then an hour, an hour and five minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, and so forth until you just slowly start building it up. Housebreaking is time consuming, but it can be fairly easy if you stay on a schedule and if you're aware of when your dog needs to potty and when they don't. And the best way to know if your dog needs to potty is make sure that you are feeding on a schedule. So feeding three times a day for puppies, uh, twice a day for any dogs that are four or five months and up. But if you know when your dog needs to go potty, it's going to help you be a little more successful. Do not free feed your dog. In other words, don't leave food out to allow your dog to graze anytime he wants because then you won't know when he needs to go poop and housebreaking will take so much more time. That's all I'm going to say about housebreaking because literally it is one of those things that we could talk about an hour. Um, but really, if you would like a handout on our housebreaking, we'll be happy to send you one. Just email us at podcast at dogspeak101.com and we will get one to you. It breaks everything down for you. Now, let's talk about crate training. Crate training is important. As I've already mentioned, crate training is keeping the dog safe, not allowing him to chew on your furniture your rugs, um, cords, anything like that. Crate training is about safety. You need to make sure you take away your human emotions about it. It's the best for dogs that they're comfortable in their crate, they're relaxed in their crate, and they understand it is for uh, their benefit. And also when your dog is in the crate, if you have children, the crate is off limits to your kids. Please don't let your kids crawl into the crate. Please don't let them bother the dog when they're in the crate. That is their safety place. That is their quiet place. And it should be um, no humans allowed in that crate. Again, that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's talk about mouthing, which is the biting that so many puppies do. You know, dogs play with their mouth. That's normal. Puppy teeth are very sharp. We want to make sure that we're teaching the dog appropriately, that mouthing us is not appropriate. Now, if you have other dogs that your dog is playing with, they're going to learn with that dog on how to use their mouth appropriately, but that is not necessarily going to teach them how to play with you appropriately. So with mouthing, let's say with biting, play biting, I want you to simply, when your dog bites you, you're going to yelp high pitched like a puppy. And I'm going to step away from the mic a little bit so I can do it for you. It's a real high pitched, quick. You're going to pull away the body part that they're mouthing on, which is usually the hand. And then you're going to ignore, which means you look away from the dog. You don't look, you don't talk, and you don't touch. 
You're going to do this for about three to five seconds, and then you can give the dog attention again. If he bites again, you're going to repeat the process. If you do this consistently, and you don't look at the dog after you yelp and pull away, the dog will learn that biting you hurts you, and they will stop doing it. You do not want to use things like no bite, easy, blah, 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 those type of things that people will just throw in there like the dog knows English. The dog does not understand what no bite means, easy, please don't be grabbing muzzles, please don't be holding muzzles tight saying no bite, don't be sticking your fingers in the mouth or down the dog's throat to teach them a lesson. That's only going to make them aggressive because you're being aggressive when you're doing that. So be sure that you are, are following the protocol, yelp, pull away, ignore, be consistent, and over time, your dog will learn that biting on you is not appropriate. Now, when we're talking about chewing things, we don't want your dog chewing on your rug. We don't want the dog chewing on your couch, your shoes. But it's also not realistic to think that we can keep all those things put away. So supervision is the key to owning a puppy. You want to make sure you always have your eyes on them. If your dog is picking up something that they're not supposed to have, let's just go with the shoe. If your dog picks up a shoe and they start chewing on the shoe, what you're going to do is you're going to quietly, which means you say nothing. You walk over, you grab the shoe, you go and put it back wherever the dog found it, and you replace it with something the dog can have. Now, you can simply replace it before you uh, put the item back. That's okay. So I take the shoe, give them a bone or toy, whatever toy that may be, and I go put the shoe back. And then I go and do whatever I was doing. If the dog walks over and gets it again, I repeat the process. I repeat this process until about the fourth time. If the dog picks up the shoe the fourth time, I'm going to do a quick 15 to 30 second timeout. The safe place for the timeout is the crate. The dog will not see the crate as a negative. Okay. Basically, the timeout is all about isolation, not location. The crate's just the safest place so the dog doesn't get himself into trouble. If you put a dog in the bathroom, especially a puppy in the bathroom for timeout, they're probably going to eat your toilet paper. So using the crate is best. It's only about 15 to 30 seconds. And then you bring the dog out and you start the process all over again. Do not be surprised if the dog goes over and grabs the shoe again. You start the whole process. You still do our three strikes and you're out. You go and get the shoe. You replace it with whatever is appropriate. And you put, your, put the shoe back. Probably about the fifth or sixth time, your dog's going to walk to the shoe, sniff it, and then leave it alone. That's when you're going to praise like crazy and reward the dog. The thing is with chewing is when people see dogs chewing on things they're not supposed to, they want to scream and yell at the dog and punish the dog. When you do that, you're not teaching the dog to not chew on that particular item. You're teaching the dog to not chew in front of you. Remember, chewing isn't what we're trying to discourage. We're trying to discourage the dog from chewing on the items we don't want them chewing on. So, And you don't want your dog hiding what they're chewing. Otherwise, you can't redirect, right? You can't interrupt and redirect that. So make sure that you're not punishing the dog. Praise the dog when the dog is chewing on the items that is appropriate. Um, and also make sure you're always rewarding the dog for chewing on the appropriate items. Don't take any of that for granted. So really acknowledge the dog a lot when you are seeing the dog chewing on the items that you have provided. And this could be just with a verbal, good boy or good girl. It could be with a pet, a verbal and a pet, or a verbal and a resource. Okay, 
that's all I'm going to say on that. Because again, we're already here like 18 minutes and I still have a few things I want to cover about puppies. Now, our, we've covered our mouthing and our chewing, our crate training, uh, our housebreaking. Uh, now I want to talk about if you have older dogs in the home. So many times people bring in puppies, they already have a dog or multiple dogs established in the home. Puppies are irritating. Puppies like to get in the face of adults. They like to be aggravating. They want to play all the time. They want to bite all the time. They're really annoying to older dogs. So it's going to be normal that your older dog will correct your puppy, which means that your older dog may growl, snarl, snap. They may even try to bite the dog. The biggest thing is you want to make sure you're not correcting your older dog for doing this. These are natural and normal communication skills that adults will teach puppies. If you punish your dog for doing it, you're not punishing the dog for communicating uh, in your mind inappropriately. Uh, you're basically teaching the dog that that puppy means negative things for them. And so you're going to teach them that the relationship really can't be, be established because the puppy brings negative attention to the older dog. What you need to do is focus on praising and rewarding your older dog for being patient, correcting appropriately. You also need to make sure you're interrupting the puppy if they're being inappropriate with the adult. For example, the adult is laying down, minding its own business. Puppy walks over and starts licking the dog on the face. And your older dog turns its head. Maybe it yawns. Maybe it does a quick lick, which is a quick flicker of the tongue. Maybe it turns its head the other way. Maybe even stands up and tries to walk away, but the puppy stays in the older dog's face. Well, the older dog has just given level one calming signals to try to tell the dog that that's not appropriate. But because the puppy is a puppy, the, the puppy just continues doing it. Now, if you see that, you need to interrupt the puppy and praise the older dog for being patient. But if you don't interrupt that, then the older dog has no choice but to go to level two, which is a growl and a snarl. These are appropriate. The puppy needs to learn this. This is what's going to keep them safe when interacting with other dogs. If you punish the older dog, you're basically teaching them to not communicate and that the puppy means negative things for them. I always, you know, one thing that I saw today, actually, I was reading something and, and I I thought this was a great example that punishing a dog for growling is like taking your batteries out of a smoke detector, right? These, your dog has the ability to communicate that when they are frustrated, stressed out, they want something to stop and it escalates. If, if passive signals don't work, dogs have no choice but to go less passive and then aggressive. We don't want to punish that dog because punishing basically takes away the warning and the puppy needs to learn what these things mean. Now, a lot of puppies will learn, will start learning this from the mother through the process of um, weaning them off of her milk. But because we have so many rescues these days, they don't quite get that education. So they have to learn it from older dogs. So you need to allow your dog to do some correction. However, if I see an older dog giving a head turn, yawning, quick licks, trying to calm down a puppy... I'm going to interrupt the puppy. I don't want the adult to feel like they need to go to a growl and a snarl or even a snap or a bite. 
because I want the puppy to learn and I want to keep the adult being as patient as possible. This is important. It's important that you understand this process and how that communication happens so that you're not punishing your older dog for doing exactly what they need to be doing and should be doing. Um, And if you're not sure what these communication uh, signals are, if you're local, we offer our um, in-person seminar usually four to six times a year, uh, sometimes more. This year we have one scheduled for January. We don't think we're going to have enough to do that, so we'll probably be pushed to February. However, we are going to be doing one online at the end of this month for our Patreon members. So if you're not a Patreon member, become a Patreon member, Tier 2 and up. Um, Actually, I think it's Tier three or four, I forget the tiers, you can look it up, um, to where we're going to be offering a Zoom online communication seminar. So if you're not local and you want to hear about our communication seminar and learn, this is a great opportunity for you to do that. Um, And we may be offering it as a paid. We haven't decided yet because we were just typically going to do this just for our Patreon members. Uh, So check out patreon.com slash dogspeak and um, maybe sign up for that so you can get into the communication seminar but if you're local i encourage you doing it in person um, and just check our website out dogspeak101.com for more information on that i think it's crucial that you understand so that you're not punishing the wrong behavior and that you're teaching the puppy while the older dog is also teaching Um, that way your dog can be well socialized well-rounded and know how to be a dog now speaking of socialization I know that a lot of you have already taken your dogs probably to the vet for the first round of shots. And your vet has talked about, don't take your dog anywhere, keep them isolated and keep them safe. Here's the problem with that. Your dog needs socialization. Uh, The window to socialization shuts around 12 weeks of age. Your dog should meet about 300 people by the time that 12 weeks hit. Now, I know some of you are probably panicking when you're listening to this because your dog is maybe almost 12 weeks, but you need to get your dog out and you need to socialize. You do not want to wait until your dog has all of his vaccines. Um, there are so many more issues with dogs as they get older with lack of socialization than with medical issues. The majority of the dogs that are euthanized in this country is due to behavioral issues, not medical issues. We need to socialize your dog. There are safe ways to do it without getting your dog sick, carrying your dog, just riding in the car and parking somewhere and allowing people to approach your dog, putting them in a buggy at the big stores, putting them in a stroller and taking them out. Uh, I work with a service dog organization and we start in our dogs with strollers. So they're not walking anywhere. They're just used in a stroller and they're allowed to meet and greet so many different people. You need to socialize your dog. If that's carrying the dog, carry it. If it's putting it in a buggy, put it in a buggy. If it is sitting in the car in front of a pet store, do that. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that people are acknowledging your puppy, talking to your puppy, and touching your puppy. Otherwise, you're going to be calling me for behavioral problems, and we don't want that. We want your dog to be well socialized. Do not wait until 16 weeks when your dog has all of its vaccines, because by that point, you've missed a huge huge portion of socialization and that door is pretty much shut to where that dog is always going to have an issue with people whether it's children people that walk with walkers or in wheelchairs people that walk differently people in hats mustaches beards tall people short people it does not matter you've got to get your dog out and socialize so that we don't have problems with that and there are safe ways of doing it don't be afraid to 
to get your dog out. Be safe when you're doing it. Don't let your dog walk in places where other stray dogs could be, where there could be sickness. Don't take your dog to the dog park before all the vaccines. Be smart about it. You can do it safely. It is possible we do it with every group of service dog puppies that we have come in. We start out with socialization because that is critical. And not just for, for service dogs, but critical for the pet dog as well. So socialize, socialize, socialize. And last, it's time to start training. There is no reason to wait. There is no reason to put it off. It is time to start training, whether that is a private lesson in your home with the family, whether that is a group class with your puppy and your family. The family needs to be trained as well as the dog. So this is really important. I encourage you to reach out, find a positive trainer in your area. If you are local, reach out to us, dogspeak101.com, info at dogspeak101.com. We can help you get started on the right track with your puppy. And if you do this, you will avoid a lot of issues down the road. And you can have a dog that at one, one and a half, two years old is already off leash and enjoying life to the fullest. So I encourage you to start training early. Start it now. Train yourself. Train the dog. Whether it's a group class or whether that is a private lesson. Now, we offer private lessons mostly, but we are um, trying to put together some young puppy classes that are from 8 to 12 weeks. Those are a little bit more challenging as far as just getting them scheduled, but um, we are working on doing those things. And you may have an area or a, a place in your area that offers these puppy classes, and that is really important because they do focus a lot on socialization. They focus on handling and um, things like appropriate play, biting, mouthing, those type things. But you do want to start training immediately with your puppy. Do not wait. Don't wait until you have a bunch of bad habits that you need to correct. Because the majority of the training is about you. Um, but if we can get you and your family together with your puppy, we can make a huge difference in your life with your puppy. Okay. I tried to cram in as much as I could and still try to keep this under about 30 minutes. Um, it's a challenge because like I said, the majority of our sessions that we do this, they're 90 minutes long, but I'm hoping that at least you got enough to get started on here and you can always go back and listen over and over again. Now I do have one more little thing for you. I have put together a puppy raising class online. Um, it's udemy.com, U-D emy.com we'll put it in the show notes and you can look up retrieving independence puppy razor program now this course that i put together is free and it's free for our retrieving independence volunteers that are raising our puppies however it's out there so that anyone can use it and anyone can find it even though we do specify that these are for service dogs it will give you some ideas on how to deal with your mouthing, your chewing, and I'll talk a little bit about housebreaking and starting out just verbally uh, communicating to your dog uh, with a nice verbal marker. So there's a lot of things that you can get from it. There's some really great videos that you can get from it as well on how to deal with that dog who goes and picks up the shoe a hundred times. So I definitely recommend you check that out. It is free. So udemy.com, just search for Retrieving Independence. You can search my name as well, Nikki Ivy, and, um, and look at that and watch it because 
it will at least get you started on the things that we've talked about here today. And that is all I've got for you. Um, if you do need a private lesson, I highly recommend that you reach out to us um, and get on the books as soon as possible. We are getting pretty booked up for January, um, but we'd like to hear from you. We would like to at least get you on the books and get you set up or even put you on a waiting list. So if we have a cancellation, we, we can get you in a little bit faster. Um, but congratulations if you've gotten a Christmas puppy, but let's get started on the right track. Let's make 2021 the best year possible. Let's make it to where you have this amazing relationship with your puppy um, and maybe even your puppy and your older dog. And the things that you learn, you can use with your older dog if the older dog needs a little bit of training as well. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. And I'm excited about this year. We have a lot of goals. We have a lot of ideas for this year. But we still want to hear from you. If you have ideas on a podcast, uh, please shoot us an email at podcast at dogspeak101.com. If you have any comments, please send us an email. Uh, and we really appreciate it if you could rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast so that we can reach more people. And of course, if you want to uh, support us monetarily uh, to help us keep this going, then please patreon.com slash dogspeak. Um, and you can help us out with as little as $5 a month. Um, it really is helpful. But if you want to go up on that, you can get many training videos, question and answers from me, as well as uh, the things like we were talking about earlier with our communication seminar uh, that we're going to be offering free to our Patreon members. And all you need is your computer and a good old drink, whether that's wine, beer, or maybe a margarita. Totally up to you, but we would love to have you as a Patreon member and love for you to be a part of our communication seminar that we'll be doing towards the end of the month. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful start to your new year. I hope that you're staying safe. And I hope that you're getting out and you're working with your dog. And giving your dog every opportunity to be as full of himself. And as you know, embracing whatever personality your pup has. And if you need help, reach out to us. Or reach out to someone, if you're not local, that does positive reinforcement only and get started on the right track so that you can have the dog of your dreams. Love you guys, uh, and I appreciate you, and I will see you next week.